Amazing glad rags. And here's Ron Wood. Hello and welcome to the Keylock Podcast. I'm John Major. With me this week I have Aaron Keylock and Johnny Hodson. How are we all doing, boys? Good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. It's, uh, I've had worse weeks. I'm quite emphatically good. Um, just to kind of run on to what I said last week uh, about Liverpool, not spanking Everton. Uh, Everton just won, so I'm in quite a good mood. It's always a plus. Not that anybody cares. It just means that we won't get beaten up by you. Yeah, this is the, this is the best thing about only on one football supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Never just gonna care whatever. I used to have a I used to have a base player. Um, be like, did Everton win today? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Didn't care about <laughs> football at all. <laughs> uh, uh, what's going on then? I'm currently uh, writing out my lemons and peaches because I want to remember them. Oh, <laughs> You're on, the, on the spot. That's very unprofessional, Joe. I know, I apologise. I probably should have said that before. <laughs> I, I, I literally wrote down everything I could think of that we would need, and I was like, I've totally forgot what my lemons and peaches are, so I should probably write them down. I knew he was professional um, for this. Is... <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? Like, I do that if there's like a group thing, you know? It's like, okay, so we need X, Y, and Z. We need X, Y, and Z. The outfit needs X, Y, and Z. And then I'll go and forget, like, my phone charger or something because I'm so concentrated on... You know what I mean? Yeah. Still typing away. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Absolutely shocking. It radio uh, silence. This, this, this should be good for the uh, for the version on Spotify. But anybody yeah, who's listening gonna... can't see. Um, Joe now looks very nervous. I think he's probably wet himself. <laughs> I'm not Can on stage. Do do it? Do it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I've got down everything I can remember. So, um, yeah. Uh, how do, how do we podcast? I've forgotten. Everything about what we do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Keylock Album Club. Oh, yeah, that's the one, yeah. There you go. We'll start with a bit of Album Club. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Album Club this is idea. where... This was your idea. I know, yeah. I just thought we should maybe have, you know, a bit of pre-banter, but I guess that's not happening. <laughs> I guess we're going straight in. Uh... Um... Album Club is where it's like a book club, but for albums. I feel like last oh, week yeah. I, I went on for, for about 10 minutes about what Album Club was when I could have just said, it's like a book club, but for albums. Um, so this week's Album Club was... Uh, <laughs> don't mess with me now. <laughs> I've already forgotten half of me lemons and peaches, I'm going to die. Um, this week's this like- Album Club... <laughs> Is this like where in, when we're playing the weight and I hang that last note and you look at me like, yeah. stop it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. This album week's uh, album club was given to us by Aaron. He chose uh, Blackberry Smoke live from Capricorn Sound Studios, which is the studio that the album bro- uh, Almond Brothers ran or owned together. It was bought by Capricorn label I believe and they tried to recreate like um Bain Studios Muscle Shoals so they got in like Otis Redding and Aretha Franklin and all these people and then uh Ullman Brothers did a bunch of records there um because they were signed to Capricorn so that's why there's like three Ullman Brothers songs on the record and then every song they did on the record had been recorded out there 
So they have like the little right. riches and stuff. So it's cool, cool concept. Absolutely, yeah. I really like that. Um, so this, uh, we have a list of questions that we go through. Some of them won't really apply, but because it's like a shorter EP, but um, we'll go for it. So uh, first question is, is this our first time listening in full, which I know for me it was. Um, it's one of those things where I have plenty of albums that I'm like, oh, I'll listen to that when I can, and then I just totally forget about it. So um, I'd forgotten to listen to the, to the EP, but I've, this was my first time listening to it. I saw the, uh, yeah, it's the first time for me in full. I saw the promo video they did for it. Um, who's, who's that singer, man? Uh, that's the singer. He sings in uh, the band that they're covering those two songs. So Grits and Grits and Grocery and Keep on Smiles by Wet Willie. His name's Jimmy Hall. He sings for them. Man. He's a kill singer, isn't he? Guy, man. Yeah. You know what, man? It, I bet you if you go through his album collection, it'll be... Sam and Dave, Wilson Pickett, Otis, you know, it was because he sounds like that's how I sound in my head. <laughs> you know, he's singing, that's like how I want to sound. He's, he's a fucking singer, man. Um, but yes, to answer the question, mate, yeah, first time I've listened to Rhythm. I'd heard it when, once before when it first came out, I think. Yeah. That's um, why I rendered it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> So we'll go for favourite track from the album. I'll list them all so we all get familiar. Um, it was Midnight Rider, Take the Highway, Keep on Smiling, Grits and Groceries, Revival and Southern Child. So I think mine was probably uh, either like Southern Child or Take the Highway or Keep on Smiling. I was quite a fan of all of those. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go with you on that one. Um, the Grooving um, and Grits and... Um, oh, man, the, yeah, the groove in that man was uh, is phenomenal. Um, but I think keep on smiling. I'm gonna say keep on smiling just for the end, just for that last the end is forty seconds where they're jamming and running it out and just yeah. going with it in the room. And oh man, I was just like, that's that's how you put a record together right there. That's how bands should sound. Like it was like a kind of masterclass of if you're going in the studio. Mm -hmm. This is how it should be done, I think. Phenomenal, man. Brilliant. Mine was either Keep On Smiling or uh, Southern Child. I thought the groove in Southern Child was killer and perfect. Yeah, they were my, yeah, they were yeah. my two. They were my two um, that I, I kind of wrote down. Um, take the highway. I mean, it's a great... It, it runs really nicely, you know what I mean? It's a great, it's a great um, recording, great mm. record. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, um, I actually uh, I reached out to Paul Jackson, mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> and I said I know Joe's going to ask me which is my favourite track on me, which was yours, uh -huh. uh, which was your favourite to record, and he said that although so, Sudden Child was a hell of a lot of fun, he couldn't really pick a favourite because it was it was oh, just yeah. like a kind of in the room mm -hmm. thing, and he said that the whole album took seven hours. The entire album hell. took seven hours. I was just like, that is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah. All about, I'm telling you, man, like, I, 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 I never ever want to layer a record ever again. You know, I just want to play live. Because yeah. I think that's how you get the, that, that, the energy on that album. Yeah. Is. A lesson from them. You have that many people in the room playing together and nobody's stepping on anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I thought Black Letters as well, those backing singers, they added a hell of a lot to that band as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They sounded killer. Yeah. Big time. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's um, I think it's a it's a good lesson like you've just said there about the kind of consciousness of playing that space, yeah. and 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 no, it's um, it, like it only takes one person to just kind of go fuck it. I'm gonna play for me for a second here. The whole thing is dead. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah, brilliant. Man. Absolutely. Um, gotta ask it because it's on the list uh, and it goes with the uh, the previous question. But what was the least favorite track of the album? Um, see, I don't know if I could track I don't like. Um, I'm gonna say take the highway or revival just because the original they were a lot heavier than the originals, so I knew both of the originals, and like you know what I mean. It was kind of um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it, it just said like they both sounded a little bit too heavy compared to the original, but then. Like, really I suppose well. that's what Blackberry Smoke do, isn't it? It's like that yeah, kind of exactly. southern rock um, just kind of comes out, doesn't it? Not moaning about it, but they were great. It's a killer in people over. I don't think I could pick out a, a genuine one that I kind of dislike more than the. I've got ones that I like more than yeah. the others, but not none that I kind of go, that's the one I don't like yeah. as much as the others, you know what I mean? And I'm not just kind of saying that. Because, um, yeah, because cool. yeah, I asked Paul. Um, I just just genuinely really enjoyed it as a record. It, it was, you know what, man? It was one of them that I um, I put on, listened to, and then went, yeah, I'm gonna have another go at that. You know, yeah. <laughs> just put it straight back on from the start again. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think there's definitely a benefit to something kind of like just short, punchy, and kind of quality over quantity. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I was. Uh, Impressed a bit, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably, maybe revivaled if I had to pick one. Um, just because I don't tend to listen to many songs like that to begin with. Um, but yeah. The original is incredible. It's um, uh, a lot more Hammond and acoustic bass. It's really nice. But yeah. That's why um, I think it's just different. Yeah. Um, next one is would you make any changes to the structure I mean for this one it's like it's a covers EP anyway so it's kind of irrelevant I probably wouldn't it's kind of made sense the way that it flows and track order as well I guess um, I thought it flowed quite well you know as as much as it flowed well I'd have had to keep on smiling at the end you know it does feel like the end track. Just, just, just because Fair of enough, that yeah. big, it just felt like yeah. the big last hurrah, you know what I mean? Like that big last motherfucking, that end of it, yeah. woof, you know. Um, and Maybe kind of swap that with Seven Child. I've got Seven Child as well in the middle would be really nice as well. But. Yeah. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Take note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We we definitely know better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that job exists. Like uh, somebody comes in and literally like, listens to all the tracks and like just puts them in an order for a band. Like I'd love to have that job. That'd be mint. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember the guy? Do you remember the guy I told you about um, with the? Uh, it was a few pod, pods ago. Few pods ago. Uh, where they tied the maid up, a band that uh, not uh, tied the, not tied yeah, the maid yeah. up, tied, tied the bass player up. Yeah. Um, 
he was yeah. telling me a story that the, I think he said that like got him like invited to New York to to the final mastering session of the album, and he said and it was this. He's telling his story. He's really emphatic about it, and he said he said this guy just had like two dinner plates. It look, he said he looked like dinner plates. He said I was I was fairly drunk at the time, but they had like two dinner plates. He said he was kind of just like moving them around, and he kind of went yeah perfect. And he said and I. He said to me, I've, I came away from that session, that mastering session, thinking this is one of those music industry cons that like all the studio guys know between themselves. It doesn't change anything at all. It's just a money making thing. You know what I mean? Like, just like a kind of, just, just tell them you're going to master it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get a few hundred quid off them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's mastered now. You know, like, it's one of those things that musicians don't know about properly. Yeah. Like, I've still got no idea what he did. Still haven't got a clue what he did. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's the same guy that reorders the record. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So I mean, there wasn't any proper singles. Um, like the album, I you like the album. I, for one, must say it's a plus for me because they very easily could have gone and taken a photo, sat in the studio, and used that as the cover. But they didn't. They went for something more interesting. It's uh, it's a, like a rooster, some stars around it, and stuff. I like it. It's you know what as well. I I dig the way that Blackberry Smoke do um that thing that we we're trying to do with the with the eye. You know what I mean? Where it's not like a kind of official logo. It's just that running thing that is always there. You know what I mean? It's like the because the black Blackberry Smoke as a name is their kind yeah, of logo, yeah. and it, it's not like the stones with the tongue or GNR with the with the two pistols. It's um their kind of, or the you know like the Queen with the like the the lions thing, um. Like their logo is kind yeah, of their yeah. name, if you know what I mean, kind of like with ours, the traveling off and all circus thing. But the eye is the consistent yeah. imagery that's there. They do that same kind of thing with that imagery and that kind of like apothecary kind of yeah. looking thing, man. I really like the artwork. I, I, I've never seen a bit of Blackberry Smoke artwork. I've gone, hmm. so. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Always, always really. They're one of the ones because we were saying last week, maybe that the, like, the art of the album artwork kind of died out a bit. I think. Yeah. Smoke, one of those bands that are still kind of, you know, they've still got the uh, carrying the flag forward for it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Brett Taylor, the drummer, does it all. Does he actually? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He what owns, a genius. Um, Jesus. So he owns Merch Mountain Merch, which is like a side business. And they do like merchandise for the Ullman Brothers, Chris Robinson Brotherhood, like Todd Snyder, Blackberry Smoke. Like, there's a bunch on that they do. I think they do Marcus King and stuff like that as well, so. He does all merch for mm. all those types of bands. So it's pretty cool, actually. Get on the yeah. phone, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the phone. <laughs> um, so the last question is, uh, would you buy the album, which just means kind of spend money on it, stream it, which just means you'd listen to it again, but probably not pay for it, or would you rather just forget the album existed and never listen to it again? I've already downloaded it, and... Uh... I'm definitely gonna have a look at the uh, the vinyl options. You know what, man? Like I, I, you know, I said last week about it having the having the vinyl. Um, I've mm. got vinyl that I've never opened the thing of. You know what I mean? I've never opened yeah, the cellophane yeah. of because I, I just like it so much that I want to yeah. have it. You know what I mean? And then at some point, I'll find it and go, "Holy fuck! Remember this?" And I'll yeah. stick it on the desk. You know? So yeah, I'll definitely yeah. buy it. Next time they're playing London, I'll go and find Eric Snotty there. Uh... Their merchandise manager and try and bargain one down and buy it. 
Look at that. Doing over a fellow like fellow musicians, mate. You <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom Carter did. If anybody yeah, wants true, against yeah. the grain on a cheap, by the way, I'm Aaron's <laughs> me merch manager. <laughs> <laughs> Those copies of already been put against the grain. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, I'd probably buy it. Yeah. Um, again, it's probably one of those. Like, if I was at a show and had the cash, I'd be like, "Oh, I'd, I'd get that." But um, yeah, I hate I'd buying buy stuff at shows. You know, I hate buying. Carry it. I hate carrying stuff. <laughs> I hate carrying stuff. Man. Yeah. Um, just see. I, I usually will wait till the end of a show, so like yeah, everyone's yeah. already clearing out, and I'm just going back to a car anyway. So yeah. Yeah, if I was staying yeah. over somewhere, like if I was heading back to a travel lodge, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'll, I'll Amazon it when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, that's usually the mistake I make is like buying a t shirt at a show, then I go on the, the online price. store a few days later and it's like half the price. Yeah. I went to, um, <laughs> when I went to see GR at, um, at the London Stadium, uh, my mate was like, I'm going to get a program. I like, don't get a program. Bad idea. You got to carry it for the rest of the time, Maria. Like, I'm gonna get a program. So I don't. Oh, get a program. Fortune. And I was like, he was like, no, I need, I need to get one. I need to get one. I was like, I've warned you. Hear, hear me now. I'm not carrying it for you. Whenever you get bored of it, throw it away. <laughs> and, he, and he bought one about ten oh. minutes later. He went, Why the fuck did I buy this? <laughs> How much were they selling them for? Because I was, oh. when I saw the Eagles, they were like twenty or quid. Oh, yeah, I think it was twenty five quid, man. Yeah, I was like, hmm. you know. The, the price, I'll yeah, be honest. I used to be like quite a quite a program collector. Like the first few shows I went to, yeah, same. Um, I, I, I would always get a program. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think once you get down to a certain level, I once you get down to a certain level, I feel like there's just so many bands that just don't bother with it. And uh, so after I've been to a few shows where they didn't have one, I just stopped buying them. Mm. Most stadium shows do it, don't they? Yeah, probably. Like stadium and arena shows tend to do them, but uh, academies and stuff, there's no, no. point. So um, I, I went through a stage of being like the set list guy, like wanting a set list. Um, and I've mm-hmm. got a, somewhere I've got a fucking absolute bunch of like bad company, Paul Rogers, loads of like on stage set mm-hmm. lists, you know, still with the tape on them and that, that I'd kind of like nurse all the way home from like Manchester on yeah. the train or something. <laughs> Um, which now sit in a box. Yeah, I, yeah I've got one had real of... cool ones. I company had black paper with like day glow lettering. I thought that was really cool right. to light up in my room. Yeah, Pen and sky. <laughs> I stole uh, a Joanne Taylor one that I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want have wouldn't have wanted me to have, but because um, it looked like oh, in still I'm pristine condition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was on the front row and it was there, so I nabbed it. I think that's probably the only set list I've ever managed to get because, like, there's like a lot of favoritism when it comes to like a show finishes and all the securities at the front and people are like, oh, "I want a set list," and you know the security are always big burly blokes that give it to the hottest lasses that they see on the front row. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, Which I just want to get so many. Yeah, I remember that. I was at a Paul Rogers show once. He did a um, um, a like a kind of an award show, I think, like a what, just a one-off show in uh, I think 
was it's one of the academies or the forums or one of them um and at the it was an amazing show sam kirk was on the drums it was like a solo show it was just kelly went right like a real kind of smorgasbord of his career like he did stuff from the fam uh did stuff from queen like the songs he'd written with queen it was really good and at the end um this roadie came out and handed me an envelope and i was like what the fuck is this 50 quid 50 pound note and attached there was a letter that said paul and cynthia rogers subscribed to a um like this like a charity or like a kind of way of being of like a random act of kindness all that we ask from you is that you pass a random act of kindness on and tell them it's a random act of kindness i couldn't believe yeah. it man and i'm i'm still baffled by it you know what i mean and like back this is this is 10 years ago so mm. like the tri- like a cheap coach to london and a, and a gig ticket was like that entire thing like was paid for by, yeah by, yeah by that you know what i mean and I, you didn't read that winter's end I fucking did <laughs> with monopoly money fifty quid. Yeah. <laughs> i owe you <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, right that, that's uh, that's nearly album could done with it's uh, now Johnny's turn to pick the next album for next week so Johnny what, what are we listening to well massive massive surprise coming your way um, <laughs> it's not Fathers and Sons by Muddy Waters although that's definitely going to happen at some point uh, yeah. Fire and Water by Free was 50 years old this week um, okay. And uh, I keep seeing it, and I and I kind of listen to it through. So I got a bit of a head start on you boys. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick. Do it now. What? Should we just do it now? Yeah, we could do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could play through it if you want. You know, <laughs> go and get your guitar. Yeah, there is single day. Um, yeah. Killer. Fair enough. Fire and water. Sweet. Do it. So free. That. Is Album Club uh, Fire and Water by Free? Uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk about that. Um, so now it is time to move on to some uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. So uh, this is <laughs> this is the segment where we take our opinionated arsehole, Johnny Hodson, and he comes up with a law. Um, that he would like to happen when he's king. So uh, I'll pass it over. Johnny, I don't have one this week, so it's, uh, it's over to you. I'm banning, uh, like, three-quarter length jeans. Sold. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because uh, I was watching to Catch the Predator the other day, and I thought that's just, like, a uniform, isn't it? Like, that's just... There's so many of them had, like, three-quarter length jeans and, like, cabbaged white trainers on. And I was just like... Yeah, that's going. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Cool. Yeah. Next. <laughs> no. Nice position. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, do you have anything that you'd like to, to make look? I, I don't think so. No, I, I, I just like knocking everybody else's. No Fair one's enough. arguing with the three-quarter length jeans, though, are they? No, no, no one's arguing. No, no. Wrong. Do you mean like rolled up or like jeans that just genuinely don't fit? And you see, like the shaved legs and the yeah. No, no, I, I mean genuinely, like with the like the like those three quarter length jeans. Oh, like kind they're of, shorts, but really long shorts. Yeah, but they're not the three quarter yeah. length. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're not shorts. Mm. They're not longs. I thought you meant like the rolled up ones for which I would agree with also. But 
Oh, you don't like turn-ups on James? Oh, no, not turn-ups. I mean, like, when they roll them up far enough and they have the oh. oh, yeah, that like, can go on all. Legs, that can go on all, yeah. It yeah. just looks like they need a new washing machine. Yeah. I've got rocking turn-ups now, Johnny. Hey, man, brother. Love a good turn-up, man. Sweet. Those socks can go as well. You know, those, those kind of foot socks mm. that aren't sock socks. They can oh, go. you mean trainer socks? Is that what they're called? They can go. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them. They can go. I'll be. I. I'll, I occasionally wear trousers. So, uh, sorry, trainer socks when uh, I've got like a pair of shorts on and like a pair of trainers. That's that's what I'll wear. But uh, well, under my regime, son, you'll be burnt at the stake. Fair enough. Uh, what I will do instead is I'll take a normal pair of socks and fold them under so they yeah, look like trainer socks. Much more accessible. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I don't actually own a pair of trainer socks. I would usually just do that, but Anna has some sort of steel hers instead. <laughs> Johnny's the pink and the back frills like on. For prison. He's stealing and wearing trainer socks. That's like yeah, a double yeah. crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get to the gulag, son. Yeah. Uh, but it's double jeopardy, so it cancels each other out. It's okay. Yeah, but I'm still going to have you taken around to the car park and shot on the back of you. Fair enough. I'll give Fair you enough. that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> right. Well, since we've uh, managed to solve world, world peace uh, with getting rid of uh, cut-off jeans. Uh, I mean, I'd ban uh, news sorry, as three well, if that's, if, if that's any Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want the nukes. <laughs> we go just to be argumentative. Um, yeah, it's uh, about time we move on to some audience questions. Um, thank you to uh, to Ray and Miss Kay for sending these all in. Um, first question is, <laughs> do you prefer tea or coffee? Now, this is a question that we answered in a video, but we haven't put the video out, so I can't remember what I said. Um, you don't have to say the same, Joe, it's fine. True, yeah, my, my opinion has probably changed <laughs> since then. <laughs> I feel like now, nowadays I just don't, Drink hot coffee very often. Um, right. Yeah. I, 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 I switch quite a lot. In winter, I'm mostly... Oh I, uh, right. I love a good cup of tea in winter, but uh, at the minute, I'm uh, rocking uh, quite a few, many, too many coffees a day. Yes, brother. I think if it yeah. was a choice between, like, iced coffee and tea, I would go for iced coffee, but... Um, at the moment, I'd probably choose tea over hot coffee. Although, I tell you what, I am drinking uh, apple and cinnamon herbal tea at night, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. This is our rock and roll. Just like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I drink throat teas on tour. Um, like I drink on stage, I drink like a kind of throat coat tea. Uh, and I tend to drink peppermint tea at night because acid reflux is real shitty of vocal cords. Hmm. So I might have learned something there. Um, but on the whole, I am coffee all day, every day. I'd love it to be intravenous. Slapping on it. Oh, I love coffee, man. Like, it just a base, a base kind of thing. So, okay, so I've woken up, there's two coffees. I've stood up from the couch to, you know, to go do something. There's another coffee. Um, cold coffee, hot coffee, but I do love iced tea. Iced tea and iced coffee. And coffee, yeah. Well, that was Ice a decent tea, coffee. <laughs> coffee, I prefer coffee. <laughs> I don't know if they're expecting that. Uh, 
Um, so the next question is, are we fans of cassettes? Oh, yeah. I've really, I haven't really thought about cassettes in quite some time. Um, I feel like I'm quite lucky in the sense that um, the home sound system that I have in my room has a cassette player in it. So if I wanted to, I have the option to still listen to cassettes. Um, it's probably not my first choice for how to listen to music, but I always appreciate I like a nice... Yeah, I do. They're better than air tracks, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, something about the look of a cassette, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, they're a bitch to play and listen to, but I li- I'd like to have a collection. I think they're nice. Mm. Uh, I like them, I just, it's not my medium. Yeah, I, I don't. Mm. Listen to music. Yeah, yeah. Like it's if you're gonna go to the effort, I'd rather listen to a vinyl. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they li- they are literally just that thing caught in the middle, aren't they? Of um, they they're not particularly practical, and therefore if you're gonna make the effort, most people would rather just slap a vinyl onto a, onto a deck anyway. Yeah, um, funny thing is though, when like CDs them. came out, they always said our oh, CDs are indestructible, better than tape. Fucking. CDs are broken within five minutes, aren't they? They're skipping about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've only got to give a sh- like a kind of sharp look to a CD, and all of a sudden, it it gets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss CD one day. It's weird to think that, like, what what are the chances of the CD just completely dying out, like in our lifetime? Because like I'd zero, I'd say, because we're still listening to vinyl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think. Um, I don't, but then, I think like the likes of Air Track, I suppose. Yeah, Air Track died out before it was bought anyway, didn't it? Really, it was useless. But I think they'll become obsolete, but I don't think they'll yeah. ever die die completely. Like I think. Do you I know, think they'll come up with a better system, like USB sticks and shit like that. But they, but they have, haven't they? The, the better system is an MP3 download. It's a more practical system, but the problem is people still like physical music. Now, if you were going to a yeah. show and you had the cash, would you buy a vinyl or a CD? If you already own it on digital. Vinyl. So I, I think, um, I think personally that it'll just become an obsolete thing, and, and vinyl will. Yeah, vinyl, not just vinyl. It might just turn into vinyl, but I think vinyl would be more popular. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, yeah. these days the, the vinyl selection at HMV is just as big as the CD selection. Um, right. Which is a really good sign because, like, well, like, once it sort of goes out a bit more, like, I don't see you goes, oh, I'm a fucking, I'm a big CD collector. Like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't know. It's just sort. Of, I might just go into vinyl and then be free. Mm. You know what? Though? I I remember there was a beautiful golden age when I was really starting to get into music when I was about mm, 14, 15. 28. Um, what? Twenty-eight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when I was just getting into music a couple of days, a couple of hours ago, um, when you could buy LPs for like a pound in charity shops. I used to go to the Oxfam um, and just walk out with loads. Of, I got some killer albums as well, man, on vinyl for like two quid. In fact, fire, I got Fire and Water in the Oxfam in Frodium. You know where Cash 22 is? Yeah. But yeah. it's there, and it... My and my mum said to me, what are you looking for in this charity shop? And I said, fire and water. Not only was fire and water there, it had a sticker on with Johnny written on it. Get your head around yeah, that. If anyone would find that, that's your mum. Yeah, God, yeah, my mother's yeah, like it. Your mum yeah. would, de- would find anything. Yeah, yeah. Bargain on, sir. Mm. 
I'll be honest, here we go. This is uh, anyone that's got the key lock bingo on the go. Um, I bought <laughs> Biffy's new album, like a box set. Um, but I opted for the version. <laughs> opted for the version with a cassette. So um, I will have a cassette version of Biffy's new album. Why did you? Oh, that's um, cool. When that finally comes out. So did they do that as a package? Uh, I feel like it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a full. It's like vinyl. CD and cassette um, in a big box set. They probably so, can't because the, the thing was, <laughs> yeah, um, they listed they, they listed it wrong on the website. So the cassette version was cheaper than just the box set because um, right. like there was a version without the cassette um, and then there was a version with the cassette, but it was cheaper than the normal box set. So I was like, well, obviously I'm going to go for that one. So um, that is a typical man mistake, that. Yeah, I bet they're uh, paying for it as well. <laughs> Who, who should you say the mistake was there, Aaron? Management. Yeah. You better hope to fuck James Cassie doesn't watch this. Don't <laughs> <Debbie> be James. <laughs> <laughs> They're not watching this. Don't be dumb. <laughs> um, so the next question is, uh, you have to change your hair colour right now and dye it to a different colour. This is similar to the piercing one. Um, what colour do you dye your hair right now? Same colour as yours, Joe. I'd go the uh, same. Chest, 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 chestnut brown, eh? Hey? Yeah, bird shit, bird blonde, mate. We've both got the same kind of bird shitty blonde colour there. I, I'm not blonde. I would go black. Um, I'm you look like Tony Iommi. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like I'm going to be black. I feel like yeah, you'd look like Tyler, I think. If you went, if you went dark, you'd look, look like Tyler. Because uh, he dyed his hair black. He used to be my colour. Right. Don't spoil it. Yeah. But it does not get the Tyler Bright too. <laughs> I was going to say, next he'll be telling people he puts a, like the thing on. No, he loves me. <laughs> Won't after this. You're crossing him off <laughs> tonight, <laughs> James, Tyler. <laughs> Blackberry smoke as well, why not? <laughs> At least I didn't flip in uh, steel from John Taylor, Joe. That's true. Oh, yeah. Oops, that's my bad. <laughs> it was a piece of paper, come on. Uh, yeah, so so's a £50 pound note, mate. We did Be- almost get drunk on Halloween together and um, uh, sing uh, Bohemian you Rhapsody. You can't claim that as a story. We almost got drunk. Uh, I'm disqualifying that. What? You can't say you almost got drunk. That doesn't count. Is it like one well, shot away? Drunk, <laughs> what we almost did was sing Bohemian Rhapsody together. Oh, okay. That that was the bit that almost happened. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Story reinstated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd probably go for like a, a a bit of red somewhere, but not like an a, like a bright red, but like a sort of uh, auburn. Yeah, not like not like, not like ginger, but like a like a dark red. I'd say it was disgust. That was a real kind of. <laughs> Come on, man! Problem with red is you look like it's red nose day. You know what? I'd, I'd um actually I'd swap the color thing. I just get I get like a pen, man. Like a, I'd, I'd, oh I'd, God! Big fluffy pen. Oh dear! Pens <laughs> were never good, were they? I don't lie. <laughs> Brian, it's so good. Brian May's had one since he was born. Yeah. And he still looks like a court judge. 
Yeah, yeah I don't think anyone should go on. I don't think anyone should go on Brian May. There you go. There's Brian May off the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fan of Brian, Brian May. Happily going through him tonight. He's a very nice guy. We should probably move on to the next question before we uh, <laughs> get blacklisted on every uh, musician's <laughs> site. So um, when are we around in 1987 again? Yeah, hi. Like we're like the Gallagher's of uh, classic rock. <laughs> What's the next? So the next one, question right? is. Um, when are we playing in the United States of America? Oh, soon. Yeah. As soon as I can. Soon as the dream. I just want to go yeah, and like, see where music was invented in Mississippi. I just want to go and say, oh, this is where music was invented, right here. Everything yeah. came from the South. Yeah. And then we yeah. can go to Chicago to see where it was perfected. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just imagine Mississippi, Chicago, Nashville. New Orleans, Louisiana, yeah, Nashville. Nashville. Fuck no. Can I uh, date you to be like the Grand Ole Opry or something? <laughs> I just want to go. Die. I just want to walk up to 2120 South Michigan, Chicago, and just kiss the door handle. Yeah. And I could just be like, okay, I've been, I've been to where it all happened. <laughs> I think the, the most genuine answer is as soon as there is a viable way to get us across to America, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> like, These get, get the motherfuckers aside. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth <laughs> when we can. <laughs> you know, I think we'd, we'd all absolutely love to, to play in the States um, and it's sort of where where we belong, I feel like. Um, it's just fi- finding a way to get it get it to happen um yeah. yeah um next question is uh do we have any pets I'm sure this is a, a sore subject for, for johnny with his uh, five million rabbits and uh <laughs> oh matt we you know we lost one of the bunnies one of our, our yeah. bunny passed away um but apart from that two crazy kitties and uh, now two bunnies yeah uh Yes, yes, yes. There's yes. space for more, though, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what have I ever done to you? <laughs> if so, there, uh, you know what, man? If there was space for more, there would be more. Definitely. Like I've said true. for ages, man. Yeah. Like I, I used to live on the fair, my old flat was on the first floor, facing out, like the window was facing out onto the street. And I always kind of had this image of coming home, kind of walking down the street and thinking, I remember seeing that fluffy scaffolding there and then me getting up to me flat and being like a giraffe's head, like nibbling me blinds through me window and being like, where is this come from? And Jess being like, it needed love. Okay. Uh, I've got a gorilla. I called it Dad. Um, <laughs> we. And Paul's off the list as well. No, i got a... <laughs> two Siamese cats. The loudest cat in the world, man. The loudest cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only way I train, it's like my training for Johnny Hodgson. <laughs> He's a loud cat. Mm. Joseph? Um, you do? No, I don't. <laughs> you do a bit. I used to. Well, oh no, well, technically, yeah, there's, there's, there's Lola, um, which is uh, Anna's mum's dog, um, who you've probably heard. I think she was barking earlier. Um, yeah, so she's uh, 
she's just a pain in the ass. No, she's a uh, she's really cute. <laughs> she's uh, she's like cute like seventy five percent of the time, and then she steals something and goes under the bed with it, and then we can't get it back. Um, so kind of like you. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm always just stealing stuff and hiding under beds. You know. Well, sure, Taylor Settlers under the bed. <laughs> What was that, Aaron? What happens when you guys room share on tour? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I'm just like, the way we walk funny the next day. Just grab, a pair of, grab a pair of Johnny's flares and I just nibble them under the bed. <laughs> he's, he's there for hours just clawing at me like, oh, wait, Joel, give me the flares. Oh, wait, oh, wait, he has to get me a chamomile tea to calm me down and then I come back out. And then I kind of do this thing to his head and he goes... Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, we used to have... It was a it was a cat, but it wasn't our cat. Um, but it used to kind of visit us almost every day. Um, just um, a really snuggly little guy called Charlie. Um, we, we called him Charlie. We don't know what anybody <laughs> else called him. But, um, you are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was from the south. I, I, How far did he come? You to see you. <laughs> All right, right, Charlie. How's it going? I chose Charlie because I didn't know what gender it was, and I thought that Charlie was like a nice name for for both for both genders. Mm. Not that there's only two genders. <laughs> I suppose there is for cats. Watch your steps here. I don't, don't want to assume any any cats' genders. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, that that cat uh, passed away last year, I think, which was a, a shame. Um, hey, does anyone so, yeah. know what happened to Tom Carter's cat? Cousin Leonard. Good old uh, Leonard, Leonard, yeah. Uh, what I a good cat was. Him, was. I think he's, yeah, I think it's, I think the cat's gone to London, man. Yeah. And I like uh, Dick Whittington. Yeah. The cat that went to London, man. <laughs> Next. Yeah, next question. Sorry, I thought I could hear the, the dog. Uh, like she's crying outside of a, a door currently. She is. Joy. She's currently. Shall I, shall I get the cat? Get 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 Lola involved in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the special guest. Um, next question is: If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? On a farm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like moving around, you know. I like moving around. I think seeing different places is uh, good. I think... Uh, see, when you've never been somewhere, it's hard, isn't it? But on the thing of, like, just what the question is, not taking it seriously, and I'm not doing it, I'd go uh, a ranch in Austin, Texas. No. I feel Fair like I'd like to... I'd like mm. a couple of little places, man. I, I really want to live in Whitby, man. I love it. Whitby. Whitby. Oh, right. I was going to say. In my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, uh, mm. love Whitby. Uh, maybe like a little kind of passage on a place that I call, we call the other side. Um, yeah. Whitby is a right. super nice place. Like, Oh, it's beautiful, man. Never, And it's not been touched by McDonald's. I love that. Like there's no there's no fast food joints there. It's like there's chip shops and yeah. Joe. Ooh. Um. 
Next probably door. like just outside of Nashville. Yeah, I, um, yeah, just outside of Nashville would be really nice because um, I know that there's a it's a, it's a dog sanctuary for for old dogs. Uh, it's called Old Friends uh, Senior Dog Sanctuary, and it went viral uh, on the internet like a few years ago. Um, and it basically is just like a, a big place with like forty or fifty old dogs that live there, um, and they just get along because they're old. So I'd go and visit that on a daily basis and be close to the, you know, Nashville. That'd be a uh, pretty Easy solid for me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sweet. Um, what is the best concert we have ever been to? Um, I'm going to say Holland International Blues Festival in 2017, I believe. Um, I was there as a special guest to a supersonic blues machine with Billy F. Gibbons. Uh, and then it was Tedeschi Trucks Band, Bonnie Ray, Beth Hart, uh, I think Governor Mule were there. So it was pretty fun. That's uh, one hell of a lineup. Yeah, uh, I think we I think we've kind of covered this before roughly. I'm gonna just run off. There's two that stick out in my head. I saw Paul Rogers in a tiny little club. There's about 200 people there, and it's kind of Deborah Bonham. Yeah, Deborah Bonham's band, man. Um, okay. The Free Spirit band now, you know, which is how I know G. Um, that was G. unbelievable. She G Lewis, the coolest man in any room he goes into. <laughs> um, just one of those effortlessly cool motherfuckers. Um. That was incredible. Like that, that was amazing. Like his and his kids played as well. Jasmine Rogers and, and Steve Rogers played, and uh, Deborah Bonham played, and Paul Rogers. And it was just, you know, and you just come away feeling totally satisfied by what you just kind of witnessed. And, and it was in such a small mm. setting. Um, and then I was stood side seat because he, uh, Jasmine Rogers went on after Paul Rogers. And um, I was kind of stood at the side of the stage because I'd been talking to Deborah Bonham, I think. And then I noticed next to me was Paul Rogers, and we didn't really speak. We didn't really say it. We just kind of. Quick. Uh, no, no, no. I should have thanked him, shouldn't I? Th- thanks for that fifty quid, man. Twenty years um, on, where's that fifty quid, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, you owe me money, you bastard. Um, and uh, we just kind of like it was just this mad moment. Where I was like, oh my god, I'm still next to Paul. And we just kind of acknowledged each other and just kind of enjoyed the music. Kind of, it was very cool and. Um, and then yeah. uh, Aerosmith a download. Aerosmith a download absolutely blew my fucking leg off. Unbelievable. See, now, sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but this is the odd thing, I think, because I think seeing gigs before you're a musician, you play and shows yourself as a different thing to before you play. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the few shows I had before I was playing, it was more of like an actual religious experience. I think the things you try and remember when you're playing every night that is somebody's yeah. first gig. Uh, and then the shows when you start playing, it's almost like you go there and you're almost assessing things and you're looking at it differently. You're not looking at it as like a night out. Yeah, yeah. You know, arms folded, watching. You watch it differently, you know what I mean? It's harder to uh, it's harder to get into the music, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that came out wrong, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, save me. <laughs> um, I've I've got 
like I've literally I've got a list of like all of the gigs I've been to because I try and like oh, God. <laughs> what? it's it's a it's a long list. Um you're gonna read them all out, are you? Oh yeah. Um <laughs> a lot of them have like times four times two as well, when I've seen them multiple times. Um, I'll give you a rating of each one. <laughs> yeah. Um so first one would be the temperance movement. I think the second time that I saw them at Newcastle Uni, um, which was the venue that I first saw them at the first time I saw them, but um the last time I saw them was on the Deeper Cut tour. Right. Um that was a that was a special show. Um they were good on that last tour. You what? They were good on that tour. They absolutely were, yeah. Um I'd seen them like the week before in Pool at Winter's End. Um and it was like the night before the gig. Um and my mum loves the temperance movement and so does Anna. So I was like, do you fancy going to see the temperance movement? And I was like, I'll go again. I don't mind seeing them again. So we bought tickets that night and went the next day. Um, and like, I think they played Love and Devotion, like third song in, or it was early on in the set. And I could hear Phil's voice and it was like, it's going. I could hear it. And it was like, it just kind of started to sound like it was raspy. And I was like, I'm worried about the rest of the show here. Finish the song. For the rest of the night, it was just perfect. Um, which I think is like, it's one of those like rare experiences where you get to see someone like, almost have a struggle and then it's like no nah, that was a, a blinder of a show mm. um but yeah i absolutely loved seeing the terms of movement live um rival sons at brixton academy that was that was um, a good gig that was uh pretty impeccable uh probably the best i've seen them play um yeah same here yeah especially jay um his voice his voice every night is just something else but um yeah, there was like a few moments in the set where I actually like physically winced because it's like, oh bloody hell, like he's he's hitting that note and it's just so perfect that like you know like it's a weird it, like resonates in your body. They're one of those bands as well. Like it was like I think that's like their biggest headline show to date, like anywhere. Mm. And like yeah. you could tell they were on it, and most some you know that's on the stage where most bands either go this way or that way with it. They they were on. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right from the get-go. Yeah, that was a, that was a killer show. Um, and then uh, Biffy Clyro um, unplugged um, at the Manchester Opera House. Um, we managed to get... It was like a, a small MTV tour. Um, so they were playing in like way smaller venues than what they normally play. And tickets sold out on the day they went on sale. Um, me and Anna were lucky enough to get tickets to Manchester and Berlin. Um but the Manchester show was the first one and we had like really good seats. It was like quite high up. We were on one side, but it was like, we were right at the front of like a balcony. So I literally just sat like on the balcony and just like wept the entire night. Um, but that, that was a really sp- special night. It's, it's always nice seeing Biffy, but especially like Unplugged, it was it was cool to hear like um, songs that they do is like B-sides that they never play live or deep cuts from albums that they just never play. Um, it was when, really nice when to hear you, those. When you said and Berlin, my brain reacted <laughs> to Anne Berlin as in Anne Berlin, yeah, the Anne queen. Berlin. Of... I, saw them, I saw them at Manchester and Berlin, and I was like, what a weird thing to call a venue. Yeah. And then I was like, he said and Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, in Berlin, we uh, I met Simon before the show, and he hand wrote some lyrics for me that I'm going to get tattooed at some point. So. The kind of unequal par for for specialness. Um, that was a really nice night as well. 
but yeah, that's that's me. I'll shut up now because I've given three gigs for my favourite show. So nice. What about you, Aaron? What do I get more? He said it. Oh, did he? Well, I, I, I can add two more if I'm being like Joe. Go on. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it's yours at the Blues Festival, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the Eagles at Wembley Arena, uh, Wembley Stadium. I mean, uh, I, you know, it was the most like I, they opened up with a uh, a cappella song, just vocals, just harmony, uh, in front of like ninety thousand people, which is a brave thing to do. Oh, Don Henley's like what in his seventies yeah. now, and like I've never heard mm. so much like such a perfect band. It's incredible. Um, and until you see them live, you realize how many hits and big songs they've had. Like two and a half hours, and you knew every single song. Like it's mad. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, I was on the guest list, so it's free, so it's even better. Um, Hi. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and the final question for this week is do we have any kind of backstage rituals before we go on stage? Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like we usually we kind of stick on some music and have a dance with each other and just sort of. Uh, I think it's loosened and... up. I ain't yeah. going on stage feeling rushed and like um, I was setting up and being all kind of like I don't feel like I'm going to play. I want to be kind mm. of relaxed and like uh, that bonding session and you know feeling good and have a couple of drinks, stick on some music, light an incense, turn the lights off, light a candle. And uh, do you remember in Camden? One of the few times you had time to do it. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you know, I thought was... you were listening it then. I, I, I sacrifice a goat, all standing, <laughs> you know, upside down. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Mean, if we can afford yeah, a goat, man, I'm into it. That that Camden thing, man. Yeah, I like I like a slow build. You know what I mean. I like to warm up gently. gently I hate yeah. going on stage like rushed. Yeah, same, same. I like to warm. I like to warm. I like to start warming up about an hour before, just power hour. And then every now and again, just before I go on, I like to give it a, a good old oh, just to kind of because I've got this fear right, of, of, of of going on stage. <laughs> And kind of opening my mouth and nothing happening. <laughs> like, like it's like it just didn't react. You know what I mean? Like, it's... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Right? Yeah. I'd, That's I'd still, yeah. for a on as well. I like drinking warm drinks. Um, mm -hmm. I also tend to ask. I, I'm not. I don't get like the nervous thing. I tend to ask everybody else if they're all right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You do do that. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yes, stop asking me. You sure? Are you sure you're right? You don't look around. I have to say, we're probably not the most chilled people before going on. Like, I wasn't at Winter's End. That was just because half of my stuff wasn't, well, <laughs> my drum wasn't there and I needed yeah. it. And... I remember that. Where's my carpet? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my carpet? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was trying to, to be fair, I was pretty stressed. I was trying to find essay in Sheena. Yeah, I, we were all just like in the wrong headspace. But then, like, once the carpet was there, I was like, "I'm fine now. My kit's yeah. set up. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm all good." And I kind of can't tell. But like, it was just the last thing I was expecting from you. <laughs> you, know you couldn't make that up. Like, no carpet. Right? Where is it? Oh, it's in the van. Where's the van? I don't know. Right? Where's the driver? I don't know. Where's his number? I don't know. Can you get hold of him? That was no. the thing. I was like, if it had been like, 
anywhere else, I'd have been like, I know where the keys are, I know where the van is, I can get it myself, that's fine, just give me the keys. But um, I just, I didn't know where anyone was to get anything, so I was like, I'm, I'm delegating this to somebody because I don't have the headspace to deal with this right now. Yeah. I've got this, I've got this fantastic mental image of you going for that first bass drum kick and the thing just shooting straight into the audience. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the front, it's straight into the front row. You know oh. what, though? I enjoyed that show a hell of a lot. Yep. Yeah. And I won an award. Yeah. So, um, it's about time we, uh, Chris, it's been uh, about 55 minutes. Um, it's time yeah. to do some lemons and peaches. So if you don't know by now, Lemons and Peaches is where we talk about things about our week that we didn't like, which is our lemon, and three things about our week that we did like, which is our peaches. I'm trying to condense everything down because I feel like I explain everything for five minutes. So um, oh, you, you'll know. see <laughs> you'll see what we mean. Um, I guess I should probably start since I uh, screwed up the first 10 minutes of the podcast by uh, writing them all down. Yeah. So um, my lemon this week is that um, the circus company Cirque du Soleil um, this week filed for bankruptcy. And um, which, like, that's already, like, a bad thing to happen. It's, you know, one of the biggest circuses in the world. It has shows everywhere in the world. Um, Never a good thing to happen. But the the main reason why it's my lemon this week is, uh, I think it was last year or the year before, um, they bought the company Blue Man Group, which is one of my favourite things to exist in the world ever. Um, <laughs> I would still list it as my dream career. Like, if I, if I could do any job in the world, I would be a blue man, <laughs> um, which sounds weird to say, but it is genuinely true. Um, so the fact that um, the, kind of the future of Blue Man Group is pretty uh, touch and go is uh, not a thing buy that out, Joe, Yeah, definitely. yeah. Joe, the next gig we what? do... The next gig we do, please, can you go on as Blue Man? Please. I'd love to. That'd be fun. Imagine it. You know, Everybody what, else you would should, be so confused. You should set like a thing. If we get a million plays on Shine On Me, Joe Major will go on as our next gig. Problem is... I mean, hey, to be fair, if we get a thousand subs, you're, you're getting slapped by a fish, so I feel like... Yeah. Uh... Problem is, your beard now, you'll look like Papa Smurf. <laughs> I, w- I would shave the beard for it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll commit to the bit. I've never seen you barefaced. It was a thing for quite a few years. Um, I only recently started growing the beard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's um, sorry. Peaches. Yeah, uh, peaches. Um, so <laughs> my first one. I'll be honest. I only got through one of my peaches before I gave up thinking about them. Um, I listened to uh, Classic Rock, I think Classic Rock posted, uh, oh no, I know what they are, because I'm stealing yours, probably. Um, uh, they, um, they posted an article um, of, uh, listen to the, the Joker by the Steve Miller Band, but with the wolf whistle after every line. And it is just like... <laughs> I have a thing for like purposefully bad music. Like, um, there's a version of uh, Toto's Africa where the yes. vocals are like half a beat oh, after and half music. a step down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just 
brilliant. I absolutely adore anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to the wow, wow after every single line of the joke. <laughs> it just sounded diabolical. It was awful. It's so Send brilliant. That um, Send that yeah, to we'll do it. Um, then uh, second peach is we released our lockdown cover today, um, which was fun. Uh, I had fun making it and uh, putting it all together. I realised. Once I'd uploaded it, that I made a, a tiny little editing error. So any of the shots of Tom, you can just at the right at the top, there's just like a strip of Johnny's video. <laughs> so, that um, is so if you're clever, you can you can spot where it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't even have Tom have his own video. Has to sneak in, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, and final. <laughs> oh, he's stormed off. <laughs> Um, final peach is that uh, Classic Rock shared our mini documentary thing that they made about us today on Facebook, so that was uh, that was cool to see. Um, we can't thank Classic Rock enough for the support that they they show us. Um, they are really thanks, good guys Scott. over there. Yeah, massive thanks to Scott. Um, so yeah, those are my lemons mm -hmm. and peaches. Who wants to go next? Okay, my lemon is. Um, I think opening the pubs on the fourth is a catastrophically bad idea. Um, I just think you know if you look at the at the the, the, the visual graph thing, the the release early doors saying this is the R rating and this is when we're going to open hospitality. It's the, the lowest R rating in the UK at the moment. I, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm not, I'm not like a learned person about this. I've just read the information available. Yeah, the lowest R rating is zero point seven, and we're acting as if it's zero point one two. So I just yeah. very concerned. For our hospitality industry people, I think they're going to be overworked, and I don't think it's fucking fair on them. Um, so if you watch this, please just consider those people. If you're going to go out to the pub, please just consider those poor motherfuckers working behind the bars because it's very new, and they can, I'll tell you now, they cannot be asked with your bullshit. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, you especially, Aaron James. Um, my peaches are. Uh, I got a. I got a, a ring made for me by Black Cauldron Silver, based in Liverpool. It was um, based on the ring that I wore in the Shine on Me video, which was stainless steel. And uh, you made a proper silver one, and it weighs a ton. And um, if I ever punch someone with this on, I'm definitely going down on a mad judge because it's massive. <laughs> um, that'd be peach one. Peach two. Going down on a murder charge. Yeah, yeah, you getting get me get me out your ear. Um Peach Two, I bought something on eBay and um Kelsey I live on eBay. And um the, the thing at the bottom said um we're having a garage clear out and uh, all the money that we make from the stuff on eBay goes to feed our uh, thirteen dogs and twenty-four cats. And I was like, I will happily come and buy things from you just knowing that that you know spots has got a friggin' ball win a lot at the end of the day um and me me third peach is that we're kind of getting a bit of a plan together like that we're, we're planning to make a plan to get some um sounds down i think is the, the, the best way of putting it we're starting to kind of get that bit of a plan together and that excites me greatly because I'm very much looking forward to writing some songs and recording them. Um, 
my lemon is the same as every other week. Um, not a lot is happening. And I feel like I'm a junkie that's just getting slightly more and more itchy every single minute. Um, you look it, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to get the fuck back out and play music with people. This is the longest as a musician. Oh, with, with people, eh? Not with us, bastard. <laughs> you animals. Um, however, a peach. Uh, I'm going to go for a blend of the two. So I'm up, up, I think, you know, it's, it's rude to ignore the fact Classy Rock shared it. Um, uh, yeah, it'd been a while making anyway. But um, yeah, that intro video to us, that was kind of released today. So that was a nice surprise. It got shared all across the board as well, and guitarists and total guitar and things as well. So that was all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another one again is releasing Mother's I Can See the Light. Uh, that was bloody painful making that. Um, oh. oh, man. Like, I have seen oh. way too many pictures of Johnny's cupboard. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it that, you know, right. that was the hottest day of the year. I had two double duvets in there with towels, and it was the frigging boiler cupboard, you know, the, the airing cupboard or the boiler is. I was coming out like. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm glad that's out for everyone's listening pleasure. They can hear how like frustrated and sweaty Johnny was singing. Um, and then, lastly, like Johnny says, we're starting to get together. We've got like. Joey got way too many song ideas. It's mental. Uh, you're gonna hate it. We're gonna get in a room and throw things at you, and you're gonna have to like try and turn it into the music. Um. <laughs> Here's all our feelings. If you could arrange them, Joe, that'd be Joey great. Joey will just start screaming and singing at you, and I'll start like talking shit and you get right. Let's <laughs> strip this back. Um, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to that and getting out, and actually recording that and releasing new music. Um, we have plans for an EP. That was you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we have plans right. to, to plan. We have plans to plan. Yeah. Unfortunately, nothing is set in stone as far as any dates for anything recording or releasing. Um, but we'll probably keep the podcast more informed than anywhere else, just because it's where we come to talk about everything. But. Right. Um, which is why you should continue to listen to it and not and give up on us. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe yeah, we did. on YouTube. That should have been one of my pictures is we hit 100, uh, 100 subscribers so we got the custom URL. So every social media thing that we have is all the same URL, which is lovely. I'm a fan of the, the synergy we've got going on, the brand synergy. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, so uh, do go subscribe on YouTube, go listen to us on Spotify, you can go watch the new video as long as I can see the light on YouTube, and the mini documentaries on Classic Rock's Facebook if you want to go and, and see that, or it's on their YouTube channel as well. Um, that's about everything I can think to shout out. So next week we've got um, free fire and water to uh, to listen to for, for Album Club, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, next week we'll be back with some more antics, so until then, we'll... Uh, We'll see you on the other side.